Right. Hello, everyone. We are back. The the HBOs are back. Um, talking today about House of the Dragon season one, episode seven, called Driftmark, and we're very very excited. Um, this potentially will be a deep dive. We're gonna see how mm-hmm. long. We're just gonna talk and see how long we go for because we got. We got fucking thoughts, guys. Yeah, we had to put out reactions. Yes, literally. <laughs> so yeah, we might spend a total of, you know, multiple hours on just this episode. Um, but before we get into that, first of all, I just wanted to say, we mentioned this on our reactions episode two, but for Emma Darcy, we fucked up their pronouns. Uh, they actually go by they, them, and you know, we're, we realized that after the fact, and, you know, we're incredibly sorry. This is something that we're super sensitive towards and want to be as respectful and considerate um, as possible in terms of that. And, you know, obviously going forward, we use the correct pronouns and look up all other cast members. And Uh, we didn't think to do that. I just, I was so excited about doing the podcast and the series. I just, I think we just jumped the gun a little bit and we didn't even think to do like research like that. Yeah. So, research. so yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> and you know, we appreciate your support. We are definitely apologetic and we'll be using the correct uh, pronouns moving forward. Um, I do just want to point out that they're playing a female character. So if we do get a little crossed, we're sorry too, because you know, I think this is something that all people work on, just getting the language correct and being sensitive. So, you know, we're doing our best, hang in there with us. But if we fuck up, let us know. Like, we're here to learn. Yep, um, definitely. So, okay, we have so much to talk about. Um, I, for one, have three whole pages of notes that I want to get through. So I think that the way that we're going to set this up. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Jesus. Here we go. Finally got it in the beginning of the episode. Um, we are, we potentially will be spoiling from the book. There are definitely going to be references that we're talking about from the book, um, fire and blood, uh, and, and just all of George R. R. Martin's books, all of the source material that we have from it. We're going to be pulling information from that. We will not jump ahead um, in the books with the storyline that we're currently on with House of the Dragon. So don't worry about that. But, um, you know, we're definitely going to be comparing to what we know happened in the book so far. Also, neither of us have read the book. I actually just decided that I'm going to read the book. So if we're incorrect or kind of taking things out of context, we apologize. Uh, let us know. But also, spoilers for <laughs> Game of Thrones, the whole series. Literally. We will be comparing a lot. It's the same universe. We have to talk about Game of Thrones. It is 100% a part of the conversation always. So if you have not seen Game of Thrones or have not finished Game of Thrones, warning, beware, cuidado, be careful, (laughs) listening. We're we're talking about it. Um, And then of course, spoiler alert for House of the Dragon, everything that's happened in the series so far, especially episode seven, if you have not watched it, do not listen to this. You will yeah, be confused. Get out of here right now. Yeah, leave, leave. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. We're done with you. Come back when you watch it. <clears throat> okay. So um, the way that we have set this up, and I promise I will let Maddie talk soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, I'm just fine. spouting. <clears throat> um, 
the way that we set this up is at first I'm going to go through uh, overall thoughts, of course, and then I think we're going to go in a chronological way for a bit of it. I would say maybe 20% of the entire episode first, um, maybe have some thoughts on specific scenes. And then we're really going to deep dive into the family dynamics, you know, the characters themselves, the development, the dragons, you know, uh, and then future predictions, et cetera, et cetera. So bear with us, but, um, all right. With that being said, overall thoughts, Maddie shoot. Yeah. Overall thoughts. So a lot of things happened, loved the group dynamic and even the small break off of group dynamic and some individual dynamic and then coming back to the group. Um, uh, we said this in the reactions, but the fucking lighting, uh, you know, like they gotta, they gotta, they gotta do something about that. Like it's, I like the story. I like the plot. I like everything else, but it just needs to be lit a little bit better. Yeah. Honestly, a lot better, a lot uh, of better. And then I would say another reaction that we had was just, uh, you know, some chemistry between, Rhaenyra's and Damon's character um and how that has changed a little bit mm-hmm. but again I think it's because of the story yep. you know yep like For she's sure. older it she's more responsible of course she's not going to be as spunky and spontaneous I mean she's got three kids she's watching out for kids right now yeah she gotta know where they are know if they're in bed yeah for sure um yeah, that's kind of my overall, like, that's my overall reaction, I think, my biggest. Yeah, yeah, so we did um, obviously cover a lot of our our thoughts in our reactions video. Um, they might have been controversial to some. Um, I'm trying to be sensitive and understand. Well, number one, I'll just say that in terms of this entire series, um, I've been very critical of it and not necessarily on the pod. There are parts of it that I'm really enjoying. I'm enjoying the lot of it, but uh, I'm really, I hold Game of Thrones and this universe in this world, I should say, in such a high regard that I'm very, I, I just, I have high expectations. And I think in some points they're not being met um, with this episode the lighting really fucking killed me. And I'm like, Miguel Sapochnik, I know this is like your thing, but this is not a battle. This is not something where low lighting is necessary in order to achieve like the end results. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really upset that the first real reunion with Rhaenyra and Damon was dark as fuck. I couldn't even see them. And really my biggest thing is like Damon, Matt Smith, I should say, has the most cunning, sultry, fucking eyes and sex appeal and gaze and we didn't get to see that and that I think really really annoyed me I just rewatched the episode again and um yeah it's like the whole scene you just uh, yeah the lighting shitty 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 um but I know that Twitter users and Reddit users and everybody that has a voice online has been complaining and HBO has been trying to um trying to defend it at all costs and just say this was the artistic vision and this is why they, they did it like this but um yeah if we're all saying the same thing fucking change it so next season don't come at me with some dark shit yeah just well 
sex scenes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so okay. is that too much to ask for? Yeah. Yep. Um, um, so yeah, but my overall thoughts, I uh am excited. This is has been the most exciting episode, especially you know, the end of it. This is something I think that the trail, the series trailer pulled the most seen clips from this episode. So we've really been waiting mm-hmm. for it. Um, you know, I'm happy that it was something that was in like chronologically right after what we just saw. So we actually got a full two weeks of their lives and not something. Really good point. That <laughs> feel nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's no yeah, 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 yeah. There's no time jump because in the time jump episodes, there's definitely an adjustment period that you need in the beginning. You're there's like, whoa, 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 let yeah. me swallow this and digest it. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, there's a learning curve for sure. Like you have to learn all the characters. It can be a little, little jolting. I do enjoy it though. The time jumps. I like the time jumps, I think. Um, you know, and that's so basically actually that kind of brings me to my point of what I was saying about being critical is I, I really want to see the end result before I share any of that critique and not even, I shouldn't even say critique because I'm not a fucking showrunner. I'm not a producer. I'm not a writer. I don't know this shit. It's just, I'm coming at this from an audience. Enthusiast, baby. I'm not an enthusiast and I'm somebody that really, really loves Game of Thrones. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm going to wait we will do a whole season review at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and then if I am not satisfied or happy with how they do- they've done it, then I will flame them <laughs> and just be completely frank because you guys deserve that as the listeners. <laughs> exactly. No. Literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I'm excited to see where we go from here. That's my overall thought. <laughs> I am too. Um, so I guess we'll talk about the chronology a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we start off with Lena's funeral um, and everyone is there. And, you know, I don't know if there's really much to say from this specific thing. That's, you know, the, with her, her casket, if you will, being dropped into the water, but really what happens where the action starts happening is at this like rand, you know, this kind of like, awkward cocktail hour that they had um yeah it's like when you it's like going to a funeral like after the all of the services you like kind of hang out and mourn and like drink and drink and shit yeah so um there was a lot of tension but one thing I do want to say about this funeral is that I did think they were all dressed really nice and I thought what the guy was saying in like his little sermon was really beautiful. I was like, oh, Driftmark, y'all got like some cool, nice traditions. Like that was gorgeous. It was yeah. just so like to honor the person's life. It for a funeral, like that sermon felt good. Yes. Yeah, it, it did. It almost or eulogy, rather. I don't even know. It kind of it kind of was. It was kind of um yeah and that was actually her uncle so that was Corliss's brother yeah 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 so and my um, other favorite part and I think I told you this on the phone but we're the dragons I'm just like dragons are greater than like again animal like animals are greater than humans they were like at the funeral too like yeah that was so cute I know that was actually one of my favorite not scenes but just like clips was the three dragons drying like flying around um where everybody was 
you know, this cocktail hour. Um, so, uh, yeah. So basically we're getting, like you said, in this scene, so everybody's there, everybody's in one place. This is the first time that we've seen everybody in one place since the wedding, which obviously was a shit show. Um, the wedding between Rhaenyra and Lenor. Uh, so everyone's there except Lenor is the poor thing is just, and first of all, everyone, we stand Lenor. We love him. I love this man. Great. Yeah. He's so great. Um, he's an idiot and childish, but he's great. You know, I love him for that. He's just very like, Sagittarius just like <laughs> yeah, and like a little bit fun yeah um, but the man is dutiful like he must have a Capricorn moon yeah for all the <laughs> out there uh we will do trust me we will do it for this <laughs> yeah. one this we did a full cast um zodiac guessing for Game of Thrones so that will absolutely happen for this one um yeah so everyone's there it's kind of awkward uh, you know, Rhaenyra enters and it, it really just felt like she has no friends there. Like mm-hmm. she's walking in and she's kind of looking around at who she can go and talk to. And that's relatable. All of us have felt like that. Like if we're at a wedding or if we're at a funeral or if we're at a, a social event where we don't really know anybody, it's kind of like, where do I go and, and post up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Get some food and like get yourself a little drink and be and a little, the, yeah, it's, so, it's a you know, like the awkward straw find. Yes, it's like that. But like the awkward I, person. Where do I put myself? Yes, like, where do I yeah. put myself? Ugh. So, so it felt like that, and it, obviously, it's just very uncomfortable because we know that she knows what's been said about her. She also just noting just lost her heartwin, so she just found out about that. Her and the boys are both are all mourning that. Yes. So, and not allowed to publicly mourning, as Damon says later on in the, in the episode. So um it's awkward there's a lot of shit going on uh there's you know just a lot of the interpersonal like smaller group well yeah and it's cool because I think what's really nice about the scene I know we were shooting on the lighting but this scene in particular did make me really happy and I noticed it the first time around it had like this very circular movement where it like lingered on that in like those little pairings inside of the big group um it that was really cool like scenically and it wasn't too fast like it was slow enough to not make me motion sick on oh, the television I, yeah I kind of um noticed that a little bit in the wedding too and that is something that they've done in Game of Thrones as well so that um but I do really love that where it, it feels like it's one long shot it's mm-hmm. not a bunch of smaller scenes pieced together yeah it felt like everything was in the same room it feels like you're in it I'm like oh like I'm like Rhaenyra's little handmaiden right yeah now. just walking through this as well with her yeah. yeah 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 um no and I think that that's why it was so easy to identify with that feeling that she had because we we saw everything from her point of view which was really cool mm-hmm. um and you know I noticed that like uh, we'll get into this more later when we're talking about everything overall in the characters, but like we have only really ever been from Rhaenyra's point of view. And then sometimes I would say Damon's and then like very small times from Viserys, never from Alicent. So we never get that view from Alicent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a note that I definitely want to spend some time on later. But um, so yeah, we're and we're getting just little tidbits of how things are especially with the characters that haven't seen each other number one Damon is just kind of solo dolo he's grieving too you know I think that he really did love Lena 
and mm-hmm. cared about her and now he's like okay I'm a dad of two twin girls I mean not to be gross but he obviously got it up exactly and so finished far. and finished and finished exactly if that ain't love <laughs> I'm just kidding. yeah but you um, know, he, he we already knew that he had some issues with that so I'm like okay like that's that like that strengthens the situation for me a little bit yeah definitely Definitely. So, um, it was good to him. Like she could cut through, they had something, they had something. They really, they really did. They really did. They had what would have been a very strong, long marriage. I feel so, um, the only disagreement it seems is the whole Pentos thing, but not the point. Damon's by himself. Allison, of course, and Kristen are just up each other's fucking buttholes oh. and like grilling Rhaenyra so hard and just the ugh. and reveling in it. I, I know. I know. And then um, you have Viserys, who is just kind of like leisurely doing nothing in a wheelchair now and um, or like always sitting. Haven't re- I've seen him, you know, we saw him standing later in the episode with a cane, barely can walk at this point. Yeah, he's struggling. Yeah, he is. He's, he's really, guys, if he's not dead in the six year time jump in the next episode, I swear to God, if he's still hanging on, I'm going to be oh like, bro, God. give it up. But I think, um, you know, if he's sick, wouldn't that make probably Allison acting like regent until Absolutely. he dies? We That's bad news. That. Yeah, we we already see it that she is just completely. She doesn't listen to anything. We will get into this in the the scene where the big confrontation in this episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, clearly does not think that she needs to listen to him at all. Um, doesn't respect him in the sense that he's king whatsoever. Um, I think that a lot of people are are starting to just have a lack of disrespect or or lack of respect for him because they're like, what the fuck is this guy gonna do anyways? But nonetheless, um, you know, we see Viserys, we see um, Laris is just kind of like creepily staring at Allison like, I got you. Um, Otto is back, unfortunately. And Big Toe, welcome back to the party. Uh, he's bringing all the fungus, all the fucking fungus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, the fucking Charlie's Angels bad guy, you know, when he does the foot move. That's... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm not a singer, but if you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and then more importantly, we have when Rhaenyra walks in um, the the boys so first of all i just want to say jason luke absolutely love them they're the oh sweetest they're things so adorable they're really so and my i was talking to my mom about it i was like i don't know why i just love these boys so much they're so sweet and my mom's like it's because they're the only ones with dark hair in the entire show i was like oh my god you're right <laughs> like we are looking at a sea of white always it is nice to see some brunette like yeah, really the browns. like um, love it yeah, 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 yeah. But they really are the sweetest things. Rhaenyra goes up to them and says, or goes up to um, Jace, who is the older one, and says, you know, your cousins are over there morning talking about Bela and Reyna, who are Damon's daughters, also <laughs> they're twins. Um, so he goes up to them and my favorite moment of the show, and if any of you guys follow us on Twitter, you will know everything that I'm about to say because I tweeted all of it. I would not <laughs> stop that night. I was obsessed um was when you know jace just kind of goes over and stands with them they don't even have to say anything and then 
he goes to turn and and um I don't know if it was Bela or Reyna that uh that actually oh. grabbed his hand yeah and that was very very sweet and you could see okay this is going to be a bond and something that I had theorized last week was that if Rhaenyra and Damon hadn't have gotten married in this and we guys we knew that they were going to get married we didn't want to spoil it for you in case you didn't know that yet but that was something that was spoiled for us a long time ago yes um so but we were saying if if uh you know, Damon was on Driftmark and Rhaenyra was on Dragonstone that the kids would like inevitably grow up together anyways. Now we know that they're basically step siblings and it's actually really cute that before that union even happens, we can tell that they already have a kinship in that way. Yeah, that is. Nice. So, yeah, so that was very nice, especially because we know that there's going to be the whole divide between Allison's children and Rhaenyra's children, Damon's children and everything. So it's nice that, um, you know, Rhaenyra and Damon, that they have the two and then the baby that have a, have a, a bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Damon, right? At the funeral and he, he's like, fuck this. Well, well, before that, there's just one more thing that I want to mention, and it's with Corliss that's talking to Jace. Um, Jace is Rhaenyra's youngest, well, not youngest, but the the younger boy of the two. And Jace is standing to inherit Driftmark because he's the first boy. Luke is the second youngest oh yes luke is yes yeah yeah yeah. you're right so jace was actually the one that went and talked to the twins then Mm -hmm. and then luke was standing by himself playing with like a toy of course the boys are mourning too and Mm -hmm. yeah because they're mourning sir harwin they really did love him um and corliss goes up to him as his uncle and basically says you know because you're you're the son and he's the second son. So he's not standing to inherit the throne like Jace is, but he is standing to inherit Driftmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so Corliss is saying that. And then one really cute, really sad thing that he says is, I don't want to inherit it. If I inherit it, that means that everyone else is dead already. I know. Um, so that not verbatim, but that was really sad. And that kind of, I think shook Corliss a little bit like, God, these boys just have a serious emotional capacity, like very high EQ, those kids, all, all four of them. Yeah. Terrible EQ, the three that Allison has. I don't think any of them have an EQ actually. Well, maybe, maybe the girl, she's weird yeah. as fuck right well, now. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that she is like what they call a seer, which is like, kind of what like she kind of sees the future because okay uh, that makes sense yeah it was lost on me until someone actually I think my mom is the one that noticed it and said it but um last week when Amond was going into the dragon pits and trying to see the dragons almost fucking dies uh Alicent is like you know yelling at him to ask it like why are you so obsessed with these things and um, he says one, you know, she says one day you will have dragon. And then Helena says, um, something about an eye, like won't, but he won't have an eye. And the thing is she talks like so low and so fast 
in these like riddles that unless you have subtitles on, you really can't understand what she's saying. So I missed it completely, but she kind of prophesized that he was going to lose an eye in order to gain a dragon. Um, so yeah, we're, that's, that's kind of the theory is that, but okay. Anyways, yeah. enough of this fucking funeral scene, unless there's anything else that you want. No, to no, 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 okay. no. I want to cut to the next. The yes okay okay Damon and Rhaenyra reunion baby so Damon and Viserys at the funeral thing Viserys kind of confronts Damon and it's actually really sad because he really just wants peace and Damon is like this I'm like Viserys wrong time this is not the time but <laughs> um Damon kind of gets annoyed and storms off and then Rhaenyra immediately sends the boys to bed and goes after him and then they're walking on the beach and this is where you can't see shit but you can hear them yeah. <sighs> it couldn't have been a full moon with a lot of light i know i know uh so i'm trying to find where these notes start because oh my god hold on we missed it i have to mention this uh viserys calling allison Emma. Emma. Yeah, before he leaves. Um, I'm like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Big deal. He's clearly it's going to his brain. And I think ultimately that's where he dies, is where this in- infection spreads. Oh yeah. Um okay. Yeah. So uh while I'm trying to think what if this is immediately after the Damon and Rhaenyra reunion well he walks out and you're I think it does cut to them they're on the beach and they're I don't know they're chatting it up a little bit um I didn't love that conversation yeah it felt I don't know like Rhaenyra and I think even when she was younger I didn't like this too it was like she was always chasing Damon because he's older you know like the fuck like he's got yeah. a lot to but I and I know like everyone's mourning though but I'm like you can't like chase her a little bit in this yeah I think that makes sense um that kind of like something about that like kind of pissed me off I was like hmm I want more from you Damon like oh my god you know like to touch your face I know I know well I mean I do think that it's kind of showing just like Rhaenyra's I agree it would be nice for her to be like ultimately pursued I would say that like the night in Flea Bottom where she comes back and fucks Kristen unfortunately um you know he definitely pursued in just like the suavest way ever just like let me leave you some boys clothes and a note come meet me in the alleyway yeah like I'm just here for that I was so here for that but um yeah yeah, this is obviously just like it sucks because it was they're both bereaved and like they're both meeting again in such like unfortunate circumstances but um I don't know. I guess in true fashion, like Rainier is going after what she wants. And, and like, honestly, I'm happy for her because even just like her demeanor throughout the episode, when she's at this like funeral cocktail hour shindig, um, you know, when 
she goes and stay, you know, she talks to her son and then she's standing by herself and looks up and sees that Allison and Kristen are both, you know, staring at her like assholes that they are. And then she kind of like, st- you know, straightens up uh, like her posture and, and is then aware that she's being watched, but she looks vulnerable and insecure. Whereas like going after Damon, I, I like, I guess I started to feel like her confidence come in throughout the conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially because it's like, she feels neglected too. And so I, I was a fan of it. I was just, I wanted to see more of it. I think that's like just my biggest thing. Um, I wanted to see more of all of it in that conversation because I'm trying to read body language. I really wanted to know, like this was their introduction 10 years later together, new actress, um, or actor or both. Uh, I don't know how to say that with a, they, them pronoun, but forgive oh. me. Um, uh, I guess it's actor. Uh, anyways, we are not going to spend time on that because that's probably super fucking offensive. So just forget, just let's sure just someone has come up with a really clever term for it though. Yeah, probably. Um, and we will use that going forward, but, uh, you know, with that, I wanted to see, I wanted to really see, and I already mentioned Matt Smith's sex appeal, his gaze, you know, his body language with the younger Rhaenyra I wanted to see more of that I think that would have gotten me more excited about this scene and their reunion Uh it sucked that the first time these two are on camera with us together we couldn't see it It, yeah I was very very disappointed in that yeah and I mean I get that it was moonlight like you know how bright is it gonna be you they know, didn't need to meet on the beach though they could have met somewhere with better lighting and like they I get the discussion I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I get the discretion factor of it and you know all of that but like yeah it could have been a full moon we could so, you could have found a clever way to make it the, the yeah it was I, intentional I, it being that dark was intentional and that's what bothers me yeah so I agree um like I think like I get kind of like it being at nighttime you're right full moon like brighten it up uh and I think too like I hadn't thought of this before um but they're also like it felt kind of restrained the conversation even even the sex a little bit I was and maybe it's because like they're trying to be discreet and like they're also bereft like it was a little something was a little bit off which I mean maybe that's Game of Thrones you know like nothing is ever not like only once in a while you're gonna get something of like pure joy without it being like kind of fucking tainted Uh, yeah well I mean and that's that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of the books and the stories too, mm-hmm. is that it, it always leaves you wanting more. Um, but Jesus, I mean, we can already see that they're going to have a very tough time going forward. I don't see them really fucking like animals. So I'm like, give us one, just yeah. give us this one. Yeah. Damn it. Um, but yeah, uh, the sex scene, it was I. Couldn't really see it, so can't really I mean, say was, much. I, I definitely, like, okay, so without, besides the light, I did like the, like, undressing and, like, the shots, mm-hmm. you know? I could tell it was woman-directed, because, like, there was some, I don't know, it was, like, the thigh grab, there was, like, some, I don't know, the framing was different, and I was like, okay, I like this, because it felt more sensual, felt mm-hmm. like you were there. You know, it was closer. It was more, I don't know, just, it reminded me of the, 
scene that we saw previously with young Rhaenyra and Damon in the brothel and all of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so it, it felt familiar. I did like it. But yeah, if it was lit a little bit more well, boy, it would have been. We would watch an hour and a half straight of that. So like, yeah. Um, so I think that this was the most important, uh, not the most important, every scene in this episode, I think was equally as important, especially the scene coming up, um, that we're going to spend some time on, uh, with the confrontation, but the, you know, I think that this was incredibly important because they needed to level with each other for the first time in a decade. Um, and kind of feel where each other's at, you know, each other are at, and he, you know, they talk about Harwin and they talk about Lena and they talk about the relationships and Lenor and all of these things. So they are able to kind of, I don't know, just get it all out there. He's able to ask his questions. She's able to ask her questions. And then, you know, they, they really realize that they're at the same place right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's really important because if they, it always was wrong place, wrong time with them, I feel. And she was so young before that now that's not an issue anymore. She's grown and she's making her own decisions, even if they are rash, because I think that this ultimately, this is a, was a big chess move. And I don't know if it's, if it was the right one, um, but this move of them deciding to be together um changed the course of everything for them so uh for good or for worse you know for better or for worse so like we'll see how that plays out I think that's gonna be the most interesting thing but like like we said you know Maddie and I have already kind of known that this was gonna happen um so this has been something that we've been anticipating seeing play out this entire series so far um, so yeah, it's, it's a big fucking move. Everything is going to change for Rhaenyra, for Damon, for the throne, for their reputations, for everything. You know, she's marrying Damon. He's very powerful and he's got some of the right allies, I think, or we think, but he also comes with baggage and so does she, you know, yeah. she's coming with, yeah, she's the heiress of the throne, but she also is everyone spreading rumors that her children aren't paternally Valerian. So that's a horrible rumor to have floating around you. Um, and everyone can clearly see that the kids aren't Lenors. Yeah. So she's marrying into that whole bag of fucking mess. Um, and then she's also marrying Damon, who is the firecracker, who was the one that was that had the throne taken away from him. Um, who's made more enemies than he has friends. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yes. Which we'll come back to. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. Next in the chronology, um, we, I will, I'm going to talk about uh, Rainus and Corliss and that conversation a little later. Um, but the big thing that we did want to talk about and just go over um, is the, well, first the, uh, Amond being able to ride Vagar, which right. is incredibly important because Vagar is the biggest and oldest dragon alive right now. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I thought the scene was really cool. Again, too dark. Yeah. Needed to be a little bit more well lit, but it was so dope. 
I know we're going to get to the big thing after this, but I do want to talk about the scene a little bit. Like just the, I mean, Amond is brave, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even if he's a little bit of a shit or like a little bit quiet or a little bit weird, this man wanted a fucking dragon. He saw an opportunity and he took it. And it was really cool to see the dragon wake up and him like come into his voice power like speaking the language and really like having to like not tremble in your throat when you're giving a dragon a command especially the largest oldest most powerful dragon on all the lands right now yeah Um, and then he was able to mount him and fucking the ride I was dying laughing it was so funny it was so cute this the dragon was like Okay, you know when you take someone on a jet ski for the first time, but yeah. they're on you and you throw them off because that's just initiation. Yeah. Yep. It, anyone who's not from Florida, like if you, you know, you might not know this, but it's a thing. So like that's what it was giving. I was like, oh, the dragon was like, oh, you gonna claim me? Well, we're gonna go dueling dragon style. Yeah. Fucking yeah. dueling dragons, but you know, like we're gonna go dragons was also a florida thing yes straight up (laughs) straight down and then he even down then he like fucking hit the fucking water it was it was awesome and i loved uh amon just screaming his fucking tits off he was like i know so funny it was definitely like this dragon was like oh yeah oh yeah like yeah let's see and let's see if you can handle me i know it was it was a dragon's form of haze and i do just want to say that like the um a lot of people are asking this just online and maddie i think we talked about this maybe last week i'm not sure if it was on the pod but just the process of gaining a dragon is interesting because you don't inherit it which brings us into the next scene but um you you don't inherit a dragon from a dead parent or relative you have to claim it the dragon has to bond with you so it's like it's a mutual, like you have to be the one that approaches kind of aggresses the situation. And it's a lot like riding a horse. You Mm -hmm. have to be confident. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to communicate with it in order to get on it and ride it and actually have that animal let you ride it. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, so I think that honestly, a lot of the dragons, like their personality or their like natural characteristics are a lot like horses and I think that that's probably where um George drew a lot of uh his inspiration from so yeah so Amon being ballsy enough to go up and be like fuck it I'll die but you know I I have to try this because this is this is the one it was Um, yeah and Vagar uh you know, just ex- kind of accepting it and understanding like, okay, this little shit's confident as fuck. Yeah, well, like you- in a in a vicarious way from like, it's, at, we don't have dragons, but like, what a fantasy, like what a fantasy yeah, to watch. Like again, and this wasn't the same scene because it's like CGI, you're not as close, but like, I felt like I was riding that fucking dragon. I was like, I am Amon's. We we did it. We fucking yeah. did it, team. Like, we got yeah. a dragon. We're good to go. I know. It really did give. Um, and I don't think we really got that experience a lot in Game of Thrones. Like, there were a lot of times that Daenerys was on the dragons, and it was amazing to see. But this this reminded me more of like something that would be in Harry Potter. 
Yeah. Like, and I think that first person ability, like that yes. you. Mm-hmm. And which I just want to do a quick callback to. I think we're getting a lot of really good dragon footage. And, and I knew that we would, but from that first person point of view, uh, just calling back to when Lena and Damon are on the dragons and she blows that like cloud. Fire, of fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so playful and fun, but like even, um, his dragon kind of like screeches and is kind of annoyed about it. Like, Oh, yeah. like that was cute, but like, fuck off. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so we're, yeah, that, that's a g- great, like, comments. I, I'm enjoying the dragons. We need better yeah. lines, but like, you know, balancing the scales here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that. I also, um, you know, know and have talked about, I actually think I talked about this last episode, uh, where the episode of the last episode, um, I think, I don't know, I'm losing track guys, but whenever I fucking mentioned it, whether on the pot or not, um, I like, I always knew that Amond and Vagar were going to bond and, and trust me guys, um, this, I am not looking for spoilers. They are happening upon me and I get mad every fucking time I see something that spoils it for me. But I knew that he was, uh, eventually him and Vagar were going to bond and I was really excited for it because I'm like, okay, this really solidifies him as a major fucking game player in this show and in these families, um, because Vagar is incredibly powerful. And we do see coming right into the next scene, uh, that his whole personality, his whole demeanor just changed because well, he's coming off of fucking adrenaline a high. He just rode the biggest, baddest dragon in the lands. Like, I I don't see it changing now. I don't see this attitude being a temporary adrenaline rush. He's definitely like, yeah, I'm king shit. Like now, like, and I'm better than all of you because my dragon's bigger and older and badder. And absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I wrote in the chronology, one of the biggest turning point, the biggest turning point of the entire episode is when the kids get into the altercation. And honestly, it was just like big ass kid brawl, just big. Oh my God. I ain't never seen kids that young brawl like that. Though. I know. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going. Also, I just want to say, um, I am an only child. I do have two half, half brothers, but they're a bit older than I am. So we never lived together. Uh, so like sibling rivalry, that kind of like fighting I never experienced and it shows I'm soft as baby shit. Um, <laughs> but like it, I think that's why it was like so stunning to me. I was like, oh my God, like these kids are abusing each other. Yeah. And I um, think it's actually pretty normal for like, not cutting out eyes, but I think like siblings <laughs> fight hard, you know, like they be fucking each other up. I know. Yeah. 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 So this, and this is cousins and I um, will say that, uh, so I grew up with an older sister. Um, if you guys are listening to Rings of Power, our discussions on that, um, she's Jenna. She's the one that, that is our, our um, season co-host, but uh, so, and we definitely fought and I definitely play fought a lot with, um, like my cousin growing up and the kids from the neighborhood and stuff like that. Like kids get fucking brolic these days, like for real, but that was on some other shit that was on some like, dude, like serious anger. Molly whopped the fuck out of all of those little kids. Yeah, for- yeah, I, <laughs> I just want to say, okay, so 
first of all, the reason that they even meet up in the halls is because he's coming back from his epic ass dragon ride and they actually see the beginning of, um, uh, sorry, Damon's kids see someone stealing Vagar and they go to wake up Rhaenyra's kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, you know, they're up, they're trying to see what the fuck's going on and they eventually come together and this is when this clash begins. Yes. Um, you know, and they call him out. They're like, yo, like, I'm supposed to inherit that. That was my mother's dragon. And he's like, no. Yeah. Well, and he wasn't wrong. That's the thing no. is he wasn't wrong for going after it. You know, he just beat her to it. Yeah. Um, that's that's what happened is he was I saw an opportunity and fucking took it and succeeded with flying literally. colors, literally. Literally. Um, so uh, yeah, so they're they're kind of he's he's fucking donkey punching the shit out of these kids, including oh, the girls. Oh my god, I do want to say, um, I don't know which twin is which. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know either. Rena, but this the second one threw a nice hook to the eye, like she she hit him good, but then oh god, he came back and just hit her hard yeah yeah he did he did the same exact thing with the other hand on her yes um so and then that's when the boys the two boys really jumped in and we see that you know they're just they're not here for the bullying they're not here for that shit like they're like honestly like I think that um obviously got way out of hand but I think that Jace and Luke really only like stepped in and got physical because he was hitting the girls. Yeah. Um, and then somehow a fucking eight-year-old has a knife and ends up. This uh, is but like I also loved, I just want to say, just in terms of like moves, um, I think it's it's the little one, it's Luke that's he gets punched or kicked to the ground or something. Yeah, broke his nose immediately. Yeah. And then Jace uh, finds the dagger, stands up, is walking towards. And for the record, Amond is a lot, o- not a lot older, but years older than all of them. Yes. At, at, well, at least the boys. Um, so, you know, then, so Jace is, uh, Jace is, has the, the knife in his hand. Luke is on the ground. They both kind of read each other's minds. And then Luke throws dirt in Amon's face. And then that's when, so it was just a one, two. And I really loved it because I'm like, God, you guys, I just love their bond as brothers. Um, and I'm fucking scared for the future. I will just say that I'm scared for the future of all of these kids. I am scared for the future too. I wish they could just come together and then we wouldn't have a series and it could just be peace, but <laughs> you know, um, it's not going to happen. You know, we kind of <clears throat> talked about this in the last episode too, about just like how heartbreaking it's going to be to see them separate because uh-huh. I enjoyed, especially the boys all being together so much. And I really do think that like Damon's girls have, had they all been in King's Landing and grown up in King's Landing, I think that Damon's girls would have probably made friends with Helena, um, Alice, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. so it would just like, you know, that's kind of what I picture in these times growing up in court together and, you know, having those relationships with your kin. I mean, it's a, your literal family. Um, 
Yeah. So it's going to be shitty because like, I really like am fond of the idea of kids being kids and having their innocence and having their, you know, other like-minded same age children around to like grow and, you know, learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So then that brings up that they basically cut out Eamon's fucking eye, which I'm like, fucking savage holy shit yeah well they didn't cut it out but he hit him right in the spot deep enough to where it was you know basically totaled if you will yeah 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 yeah. it's done (laughs) it's done so no no more fucking left eye for you and then noting that in the book going forward amon is known as amon one eye um so (laughs) that might be something that they bring into the show but yeah that's kind of what he's so rude yeah Um, it's fine so we are now you know they finally finally the guards come in and break up this fight Mm -hmm. and Eamon's bleeding in the sand and they're like what the fuck so then we cut to court and everyone's back together woken up out of their damn sleep I know these fucking kids yeah and um Viserys you know is screaming his usual fucking like his little sick rants where he can't yell because he's like so sick he's like i need answers yeah 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 he's like out of breath so, yeah so i will say that starting it alicent and viserys are already there the maester is sewing up um is sewing up amon's eye and then we have rainus that comes in second and immediately hugs the girls and you know she is grandmother of the fucking year this one and, you know, so she's kind of standing with them. And then finally Rhaenyra shows up and goes to Jason Luke. And so it's like, we have the three mothers, if you will, with their kids, you know, and trying to defend them, which reminds me a lot of season one of Game of Thrones, where um, Nymeria attacks Joffrey. Nymeria being Arya's direwolf attacks Joffrey because he her and him are fighting he's fighting the the butcher's boy or i forget how the all the whole altercation actually turns out but then you know it kind of reminds me of that is just like the family like you're you're you just are there to like figure out what happened to protect your own kids and Mm -hmm. so we have the three spots of that we have the the two twins with rayness we have allison with amond and then we have rainier with jason luke Mm -hmm. um so yeah, and then we kind of get into Viserys is trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. Everybody's chattering and and get to the bottom of it. Yes, and everyone's chattering. It literally takes Viserys three times to tell everyone to shut the fuck up before they listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison is already spiraling at this point, oh. and uh, Rhaenyra is just quiet, like what the fuck. And then also just want to note that like everyone's attention is on Amond and his eye obviously the worst injury of all of them but like Jason and Luke are fucking leaking from their noses and no one is helping them I so know. and those poor things were probably so scared until Rhaenyra came because they were like attached to her they would yeah. not let her go as soon as she got there and it's just like oh my god they're so small they're so innocent they're so young <laughs> you know these poor little babies I love her kids love 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 her kids but um they got that sir harwin goodness for sure like yes. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. And then, um, then Viserys is demanding to know what happened. Rhaenyra finds out that Aegon was actually called them a bastard, called them both bastards, which he did in the cave where they all fought. Viserys start, and then Rhaenyra says, I think that he should be questioned. This is a treasonous statement because Mm -hmm. these are the future heirs of the throne. And so he asks Aemond, and Aemond is fucking staring at Alicent the entire time. She looks terrified. And all I really just wanted, because even if he would have said, my mom told me, Viserys wouldn't have done anything anyways. You know, like, and all I really wanted Viserys to do this entire thing. And like, honestly, I might get canceled for this. I don't even have a following, but like, don't cancel me. I just wanted Viserys to smack the shit out of Allison. I don't condone this whatsoever. Guys, do not hit women. Women don't hit other women. Women especially don't hit guys. No one should be raising a hand to anybody. Exactly. But like, all I wanted Viserys to do was just smack her with his cane. For the plot. Yeah, no, she was being pretty wretched and I like she was just being overly aggressive, trying to overpower Viserys when everyone else was just trying to get to the bottom of it as well. Like, you know, Alicent really, I think, is like coming out of her lane right now. 100 percent. It's a little unbecoming of her, but also not. So we'll get into that. But um. So basically, Amond names Aegon. Yes. Looking at Alicent. But it's great because Viserys then questions Aegon and was like, you know, where, who told you this? And I love Aegon's answer so much because he's like, he doesn't name anyone. He's just like, we all know. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah. Like, we all have two good eyes. It was, baby. It was it was very ballsy of him to do. And honestly, I also just want to say, I love Aegon. I think he, this care, his version currently, whoever is playing him is fucking killing. He's so funny. He is very so funny. fucking funny. Um, and yeah, but him saying that was just, it was almost like all the air left my body because I was like, whoa, it's really, it really be your own son that's going to confront you with some some shit like this. You know? like, um, God damn, Viserys is almost dead. Just let him die happy at this point. Like, figure that shit out later. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a big point. I think Alicent was actually finally proud of Aegon for actually saying that because she was like, well, he's not going to behead his or like take out the tongue of his own son. Right. Um, But I do want to say just on the point of her in this entire thing, the way that she is undermining Viserys, because basically after this, he, he basically, you know, he just kind of just moves quickly past the point and says, um, you know, anybody else that says this about Rhaenyra or her sons, like should have their tongues, tongues taken out, like no more word of this, stop this rumor etc put it to rest and i'm happy about that of course but at the same time he's not actually standing up for renair because he's not actually punishing anybody for saying it he's just saying he's going to um so that's where the problem lies and then also you know i talked about viserys being uh the lack of respect there's not it's not just family in mm-hmm. this room there are spectators there are other people there are people that <coughs> we can keep there's you know there's a lot of people around um you know, oh, they're not in 
King's Landing, what, so it's not the keep, but wherever they are, there, you know, there's people that aren't necessarily kin to them in this room at this moment. And they're all chattering and they're all talking. And it takes Viserys three times to tell them to shut the fuck up before they listen. Yeah. And it's like, Allison, the, we get into it right now where she's been undermining him. She keeps questioning his decisions. And I'm like, this is something that a king would kill his wife for. You know, I, I mentioned it very early on in this series that when he ever let, when, when she was the younger version way long ago, they had just gotten married. I don't even think they had a kid yet. And he lets her read one of his messages and it's about like uh, Raven messages and it's about the stepstones or something. Um, the, the, no King, I don't think ever would let a wife. I've never seen that. No, absolutely but not. This man, not even a Lord would let his lady read anything besides maybe Ned and Catelyn and because Catelyn right. was a genius. So of course he's going to say this Kings have killed their wives for way less. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, she is overstepping completely. And I think that she probably has been, it's been a long buildup for her to get to this point, confident enough to know that Viserys isn't going to fucking kill her, you know, to, for this, whatever. Yeah. But getting to the point where Viserys, she's literally starts crying and says, there's a debt to be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not, there's no justice here. I want one of her son's eyes. So she's asking for uh, an eye for an eight-year-old eye. and a six-year-old's fucking eyeball. Like, so Good yeah, and I get the eye for an eye, yeah. but the fact that she would even think about it and be able to do something like that to a child that is supposed to be your grandson-in-law really mm-hmm. um you know it was it was honestly I was like this is fucking sick in the head and honestly I get it because it really like she's getting a lot of comparison to Cersei but like I like Cersei a lot better um and Cersei was fucking awful but it's still like know your place you are in a room full of people and you're gonna demand something that's so crass and so horrible and then when Viserys says no, she starts to cry. And, you know, it's just like, I'm just like, she's really crying and begging to take a child's eye right now. Like yeah, that was, yeah, I did not like that. I was like, how could you be so cruel? Like, I understand your son just lost his eye, but do you think taking a child's eye is going to help you? Like you, what, it, uh, I'm going to steal this quote from fucking rings of power but sea salt doesn't quench thirst yeah you know, like that is not going to help her situation as as emotional as emotional as she may feel and Viserys says to her don't let rage and your emotions cloud your judgment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she does not take that for you know an answer she mm-hmm. he walks away and uh like well fuck it i'm not gonna touch your son but i will cut the shit out of you which treason well and also for that demands sir Kristen to do it yeah 
says no. She's like, okay, Sir Kristen, do it. And he's like, no. Like, well, he doesn't say no, but he hesitates. He ultimately would have because he says, as your protector, and starts. Yeah, so I, I was. I meant to say, Viserys is like no to um, Kristen, and you know she screams back like, no, you're loyal to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to make his move. Damon stops him, of course. Sexy. Mm-hmm. And she Well, that happens after. Damon jumps oh. in after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he goes to make his mood. The, the king's guards say no. Viserys says no again. And then is like, no, we're putting an end to this. Uh, I, you know, and goes to bed. And then that's when she grabs. So Christina, Kristen is like, he stopped on his way. Like I said, he was hesitating to actually do it. And I'm like, okay, it's nice to see that he finally has some line of like cruelty meter, but, um, he still was going to do it. If no one said no, he would have done it, which is fucking awful. It's just like, you're no better than any of the King's guard they had in game of Thrones, like how awful they were. But, um, yeah, Viserys goes to walk out or, or stumble out, I should say, fucking meander out with his cane and she grabs like the infamous dagger mm-hmm. and goes to attack Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra, thank God, catches her. But it's really interesting to see how that, uh, what is said because so so before we hear what Allison has to say, that's when Damon, who has been waiting like kind of watching patiently quietly everybody else spontaneously come spontaneously combust yeah Um, enjoying this whole shit go down definitely he's he's loki he's the god of fucking chaos man um he loves this shit it's because it's literally a family imploding and you know but that i loved that he stepped in when absolutely necessary i was like that was hot thank you very hot. Don't get involved until you can add anything into this equation. And he did because he stopped Kristen and Kristen, I feel like if he had like free fucking range, she'd be like, okay, well, Allison attacked her. I can kill her now probably for, for protecting or for going against the queen. Um, and not even the fucking queen. She's a queen fucking consort. Like, ugh. anyways. Um, <laughs> so, but Allison starts saying to Rhaenyra, you know, um, basically like you i i've done nothing but sacrifice and live dutifully and do all of this and i've never you know i've never basically she hasn't had a joyous day in her fucking life and she's like yeah well you like prance around and do whatever the fuck you want and and live in sin essentially and you know rhaenyra says oh well how heavy the cloak of um holiness is that yeah uh, and that was a great line by Rhaenyra and, you know, and I think that that really affected Allison, but the, the thing is where it actually got past the point. Number one, Allison should have died for attacking the air 100% in any other fucking world that would not fly. It doesn't matter who you're married to or what kids you have or anything yeah. that wouldn't fly um you're attacking the heir to the throne you're attacking the lineage of this nation you know so i'm like automatically strike number one that's a threat and you're trying to kill her because if it would have connected you would have and number two you actually cut her like you should be beheaded yeah why aren't you beheaded Um, like 
oh my God. It's like, we have seen so many people die for less. And Allison is just getting away with absolute treason a fucking day in and day out. I'm just like, it's, it's actually fucking baffling because I'm like, you think that you sit here with no privilege when you should have died a long time ago because of all the shit that you've done. Yeah. She, Oh God. Yeah. So also uh, another thing that Rhaenyra says and that uh, she says, you know, now they see you as you are because it was like Allison's breaking point. Um, which I think we talked about on reactions, but I just want to mention it again. Uh, this scene, I even though it sucks, like fuck Allison, I loved it because we haven't seen Allison like this before. Um, yeah, just yeah. kind of unhinged. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was great. It was great, you know, to see her kind of break down like that. Um, as bad as it was, it was just like, oh, cool. Like, you know, like here you are trying to keep it all together, but like you only can for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. They fucking oh my god, yeah, and then it, and then fucking cleaned up the mess, kinda. Yeah, yep. Um, I want to say that one of my favorite shots, and I I'm happy that they did this shot at the end of this was Damon. You know, it, like all of them, it, it felt like a chessboard, like all of the pieces assembling on each side, Kristen oh, yeah. going and standing behind Allison, Amond standing with Allison, Damon going to stand with Rhaenyra, Corliss. So we get a shot of Corliss standing behind Rhaenyra, um, Jace or Luke, I'm not sure which one are in the middle of Rhaenyra and Damon. So we see very clearly where the battle lines are drawn and who's on what side. Yeah, we don't see Rainey's. We don't see um, Viserys. Obviously, he left, and we already talked. He's a non-fucking factor, really, in this. But um, we do see kind Otto. of. We don't really. See, yeah. So Otto is on Allison's side. Kristen is on Allison's side. We know that Laris is technically on Allison's side, but really, I think Laris is out for himself. So that's oh, tricky. Yeah. But but um yeah so seeing where that lands is really interesting and seeing that one shot um I particularly loved that uh I believe it was Luke that was because Luke was the one that Allison called for his eye she said I want Lucerus or whatever the younger one yes the younger one um fucking devilish and horrible who Allison like for Allison to call the even younger one, I'm like, oh my God, you're just so cool. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think it's because she could never have done that to the heir because he was the second son. That's why she called it for him. You know, like it, they would it, like she was being at least reasonable by not ex- like expecting the future king's eyeball. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's, it, you know, Rhaenyra, there's a really nice shot of Rhaenyra and and Luke and Damon is standing on the other side of him, kind of holding him too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was like, okay, this is just, you know, I'm assuming from that we're foreshadowing or that's an Easter egg that Corliss will inev- inevitably be on their side. You know, I think that he's very fond of the boys. Um, yeah. There is boys already. And Damon, of course. And then, um, yeah, so beyond that scene, we'll get into some of the like smaller details in a bit, but, um, the last thing that I want to just, I want to talk about for a second is Damon and Rhaenyra's marriage, which happened shortly after this. Yes. 
so we we have a scene with Lenore that we're not going to go too into detail with, but basically Rhaenyra and Lenore, they, I mean, they're, she needs more, especially now with her position being so vulnerable with the boys being so vulnerable and Lenore, I don't think that he's prepared to give it. I think she understands that. I think he probably understands that. So they kind of come up with, they like level with each other. Yeah, basically. And he is saying at this point, he's ready to step up and be the the father, not absent anymore and et cetera. But she just, honestly, the way that it ends is pretty beautiful because she's like, this is not what you want. And I, I we told each other that we wouldn't let each other live in misery, basically. Like they, they've had this very um, give and take relationship for such a long time. And now she just needs something that, he would be miserable if he had to provide. And honestly, he, even if the kids were his, like it still would, he can, he, he is not material to be a King consort, like just not. So it's, and I think she knows that. And I think he knows that. And so it's almost like she was setting Lenore free in this where they'd figure out how Rainier and Damon are, can be married. And it's, it's really for Lenore to disappear. I do want to say that in the books, they, he does die though. Um, and it's their plan. So Rhaenyra and Damon actually pay Carl to kill him. And then Damon wow. kills Carl. So I think there was a little ode to that when Damon shows up in his infamous cloak to the fucking <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, but let's get into the marriage because that was absolutely stunning. Everything yeah, was stunning. really loved it. Um, you know, visually, yes, again, still a little bit dark. It's still night, you know, uh, but I thought the costume was beautiful. I thought the shooting was beautiful. It felt intimate. It felt kind of like the sex scene, you know, like it felt sensual, it felt romantic. It felt deep. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the way that they like painted the like blood on their lip and like on their fucking wherever they did it next, like on their chin or something. And then they like cut their hands and put their fucking blood hands together. Well, they cut their lips. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't know if it already had paint on it or if they're, yeah. Again, dark scenes, you know, like fucking a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah, it was it was gorgeous. And I think that that was like symbolic of just the old Targaryen ways. Like they both mentioned um, Eris, the first one that came or no, it, the Conqueror. Which one was that? Shit. Aegon? Aegon the Conqueror, was it? Yeah. Yes. OK, well, yeah. Um, so, you know, they mentioned him a couple of times in this episode they're talking in high Valyrian and they're just very, like, it just feels very traditional, like yeah. relationship. Um, I also looked it up and uh, Viserys and Damon's parents were both Targaryens too. So it's, a, it's kind of like a decent line of, uh, you know, marrying your kin. So it makes sense of why they're like, yeah, this is a custom. We're going to do it this way. Um, you know, I don't know. I thought it was gorgeous. Um, I was happy that we got it in this episode. We were kind of speculating and wondering whether we were. And then I also said this in the reactions, like it's, it's Rhaenyra and Damon. They've already consummated this shit before the wedding even happened. Oh yeah. I'm like, I do not see them waiting until after a ceremony to fuck. Like they're going to fuck before for sure. 
children of the fire okay yeah. and fire and fire me it's a big fire so um, um okay so that was our thoughts chronologically god it always feels like it goes so much longer when we do it that way but nonetheless uh i want to get right into family dynamics um and i want to talk about rainies and corliss for a second because that those two are big chess pieces and um seeing where they fall on the board is going to be really interesting because they did have a conversation earlier where they got frank with each other about Rhaenyra's kids not being actual Valerian and Mm -hmm. so I think and Corliss says um that I have it here he says oh they don't remember blood they remember yeah history does not remember blood it remembers names so I think that that is kind of shows where he feels about it and this is really the first time she calls him out like and it's apparent when he's like oh like they remember names because he's he was always in it for himself and she knows that too and she says it she's like you know like i never wanted the throne yeah well and he says like what is this you know mere mortal life if not for legacy Uh and i think that you know because the, the whole conversation starts with her saying that she thinks that Driftmark should be inherited by Bela and not by Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke being the second son, Jace being heir to the throne. Um, but, <clears throat> and then that's when she gets just like Frank about it. And she's like, it's just us here. We can talk about it. Like those kids are not your grandchildren. Like right. they're, they're just not, but we know that our daughter's daughters are. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that like, I actually was wondering, I was really anticipating that conversation happening, especially knowing that like the buzz around town is that Jason, Luke and the, the newest baby are not Lanors. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where they fall because like we already mentioned Corliss in the end of the episode, Corliss in the beginning of the episode is showing um, a love for these boys already, right? He is talking to Luke at the funeral happy hour fucking whatever you want to call it and then um and then at the end of it he is talking you know at the end of it during the whole confrontation scene with Alice and Rhaenyra he's standing on the side of Rhaenyra you know and he's going for the boys whereas Rhaenys is she's with the girls off in the corner not involved in this drama so I kind of think that that's showing where they're going to fall in terms of this whole thing. And then we think about where their loyalties lie. Like Corliss has never been um, against the crown, but he also, I think, has just a, a, like a lackluster respect for Viserys as a king. Because like even the bit where he's not greeting him outside when Viserys shows up to try to marry Rhaenyra to Laenor mm-hmm. at that time, blatant disrespect. Um, but he fought with Damon in the Stepstones yep. and he, you know, and then this whole thing about the, um, and Damon really saved his ass in the Stepstones actually. Like, so there's this almost like a uh, rapport that they have with each other just from being on the battlefield together and Damon being the only one that stepped up from King's Landing to go help them because Viserys yeah. didn't send anything until the very end of it after three years of them fighting. So then, um, you know, then Corliss saying this thing about blood doesn't matter, names do. 
So I think that it's going to be a house divided with him and Rainey's and also her. She just, she's kind of like this era. She's like, I'm fucking done with this shit. Like I just lost my daughter. And now she thinks that she lost Lenore too, because they end up staging his death. Um, So it's like, she's just tired. And, and I think that the news coming out about Rhaenyra marrying Damon in a secret ceremony right after Lenore dies it's going to look like a setup and oh, it's, it's going to look awful. Yeah. But they discuss that and she's like, you know, I don't want to be a tyrant. Um, but Damon responds by saying, you know, you need to be loved and respected, but also feared. So let them, let okay. them take it. Cause then they'll be like, what, what are they going to do next? Yeah. So it was kind of a nice, um, insight. Also, I just want to say Lenore even bald. Oof chef's kiss this man is beautiful i love looking at his face just his face i'm like you're just you you're just so pretty i love you sir i know and now we're done with him god damn it for now for now the good ones away from us please and like honestly it'd be great if they wrote that in doesn't happen in the book in the book he actually dies um okay but but i'm like if they write back in work because lenor has a dragon too so exactly. it's like he's basically giving up all his lands, all his titles, his kids, his dragon, his whole mm-hmm. life to be just a fucking free ass Sag out there on the water, you know? Yeah. And like I'm, I'm here for that, that ending. And I think that on, okay. So on that note, I will say difference between the book and the movie. Uh, I think I already, I just mentioned this, that, that they Rainier and Damon hire uh, Carl, basically they pay him to kill Damon and then, or to kill Lenor. And then Damon goes and kills Carl. That's how it plays out in the books. And in the books, there is not a huge, like, there's not a real like bias between Rhaenyra and Allison on the side of Allison being the greens and Rhaenyra being the blacks. Um, they both have kind of equal stake and equal reasoning for being the way that they are. And so um, in this show, I mentioned the point of view from Rhaenyra a lot. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that really there in the show, the way that it's being written it, for screen is Rhaenyra is the protagonist. Alicent is the antagonist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I so, agree. So I think that that was probably the reason why they changed up Lenor's death, because if Rhaenyra and Damon actually plotted to kill Lenor, which is actually what happened, we would think less of them because we love Lenor. And we're like, whoa, you have to yeah. be yeah. selfish as fuck. Pretty horrible fucking person to set something like this up because he doesn't yeah. deserve that. So they definitely had to rewrite that, I think, to keep the same uh, like through line that Rhaenyra is the protagonist. Right. I agree. I agree with that. That's a good um, observation, I think, for this writer's room. Um, I was surprised, though. I was upset and then I was surprised. So good job. Good Mm -hmm. job. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So with the Coralises, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think that's probably those two and then the the daughters Bela and Reyna are the two that I am um most intrigued to see how that plays out in terms of fighting for the crown um because we know I mean this is skipping ahead and also just flashing a spoiler if you haven't watched the um in the next episode preview don't 
just mute me for a second, but in the next one, we see that Viserys is either very, very ill and can't rule or is dead. And yes. so the next episode is six years in the future from this very point. Um, so we can only assume and only hope that poor Patty is not on our screens. Anymore. I know, honestly, like I hate to say this because I love the actor, but I don't even want to see his death. I'm like, just, ha- just make sure he's already dead. It'd be kind of sad. Cause like that was our last goodbye and we didn't know it, but oh, um, also get good. off of my screen. Yeah, literally. And honestly, he didn't look terrible. And I'm like, did they have makeup back then? Like because he looked way worse in episode six than he did in this one. Oh and thank God. God, because the only, and I'm, I said this already, the only time we had good lighting in this episode was when he was on the fucking screen. Every other time it was off lighting. And I'm like, He's why are you rotting away? Yeah. He's we did not need to see the rot that well. No, but- we wanted to see Damon's fucking ass is what oh, we see. Yeah, give us some fucking Matt Smith butt cheeks. Yes. We but did. honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Emma Darcy thigh was kind of cool. I was like, this is sexy. I'm not she's oh my god, I'm sorry. They are beautiful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, and I'm sure that they've gotten it their whole lives, but like it's the eyeballs. Light eyes are really nice they're just so crisp beautiful love the shape of their eyes actually like i I think oh my god now i have to look it's less about the color and more about the shape like it it yeah they're like their eyeballs are very interesting so see comments sam i wish someone would be like i love the shape of your eyeball it's the shape it's the shape um okay so beyond the Corlises, and then we also know that um I actually just kind of want to jump ahead in what our outline is really quick and just talk about the greens and the blacks uh and not necessarily theorizing yet but like just talking about where they stand since we're on the topic of the Corlises. the Corlises are incredibly important because the thing is the two girls are Damon's daughters, mm-hmm. right? So uh, then again, we can't really depend on anything that Damon brings to the table because he doesn't really seem to be like the best of dads. Like he seems, there were bits and pieces, and I don't think he's a bad dad. I think that they're making him out to be a dad that's probably worse than he actually is or than you know they actually feel about him being. But the one that already has the dragon, I'm not sure which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's Reyna that already has a dragon and Bela is the one that was supposed to inherit Vagar. Mm. Um, there's one snippet of him teaching her Valerian, which was very cute because it was yes. together. And so I'm like, he wasn't absent. He was with his family the whole time. He wasn't out whoring. He wasn't out gambling he wasn't out being one of those dads like they didn't show us any of that but but I mean so we'd like to think if if it was important to the development I'm hoping that the producers and everybody the cast on this or the the crew on the show would show us so um so where things stand right now not really sure what the relationship is going to be with his daughters going forward so that is a big old like asterisk uh not sure disclaimer um we know that Rainus, if she had it her way 
would probably exile Damon forever and just raise the girls herself. Um, and then with, but with Corliss, he's also a question mark because it's like, if it ends up being going against the crown to back Rhaenyra, is he going to do that? You know, is he going to side with, so it's kind of weird because I think everybody has their own motives and this is what I loved about Game of Thrones. And I'm like, I'm sorry for the viewers that are just here for the fantasy and not here for the politicking, but like, no, 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 not the podcast for you. I am all about the fucking politics. Give it to me. Finally, like, getting to a point in the series where it's like whoa I don't know what's gonna happen who's gonna pick what side yeah and I I think we were a little bit upset before because it felt a little bit simple and maybe that was just like context and because it's a prequel so we do know a lot about the series already but yeah like right now it feels a bit ambiguous which is and I'm that's why I I have not been as excited about this you know versus like how I am right now like I'm very excited about seeing it all play out now yeah and I think like just on that front like moving into like some more dynamics is like it's even ambiguous with the kids you know like yes I think we have more of a stance on Amond because of the power that he just stepped into but Aegon even is like he's hard to tell because I mean I think he'll air on the side of his family because he's kind of like I don't know like it seems like Allison can kind of push him around a little bit definitely like you know even we didn't mention this but at the confrontation after the kids fight you know Allison goes over to Aegon and she like slaps the fire out of him and he's like what the fuck and she's like that is nothing compared to the abuses that your brother just suffered Mm -hmm. you know like where were you you were getting boozed up and you know, jacking off outside of windows. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Like, you should have been there to protect him. I know. And it's actually, like, I think that the only redeeming quality in Allison's eyes about that entire thing with Aegon was him saying, Dad, everybody knows. Look at them. Yes. They're plain-faced is what they call them. And really, I'm just like, I need a plain face. Give me brunettes, please. Please, please, more. Yeah. Um, So, you know, they... You know, like, I think even with the kids, like, in later years to come, like, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they side and who has motives. Because, like, we haven't seen much of Helena, which, you know, you already mentioned might be a seer. So who knows, like, what the fuck? She's probably going to end up pretty neutral. It's it's brand a little bit. Yeah, it does feel very brand. Like, yeah. Um, And then, like, everyone is pretty all the other ones are young like jace and luke and even the twins of damons are young and and then yeah, everybody's young i know infant yeah and we go we go six years into the future where we if you watch the next episode you see glimpses of them as older kids i mean and none of them can be older than i would say been 10 years Aegon was probably excuse me, three or four, maybe five by the time that uh, Helena was born, um, five the latest. So I'm like, none of them are older than, than 25, right? Yeah. I would say the majority of them are in their teens when mm-hmm. we catch up with them. And then, then there's no more time jumps. So being right. like, then it's really the story is going to play through. And that's why I'm like, okay, I'm not going to critique anything 
too hard until I see where we end up and what this, where the story goes from there. Um, because I think that all of these, these seven episodes were all just literally for context. Yeah. Just yeah. context. So um, I'm hoping that the pace of the show slows it. This is just more of like a viewership note and what I'm, what I'm hoping for on the show, but I'm hoping the pace slows down and we're not getting rush deaths or rush marriages or rush anything. I want, I want it to be methodical and I want to see everything and I want all the details and et cetera. So I'm hoping that we get that, but yeah, with the kids, um, that I think that that's why, like, I wanted to talk about the dragons because with Amond getting bonding with Vagar, that shifts the power tremendously and not that. So on the greens we have, which is, it's what they call them in the book. Rhaenyra referred to them for the first time in this episode when she's talking to Damon in High Valyrian, when she's basically proposing to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the 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 High Towers, so Alicent's side is called the Greens, and then the Targaryens, Rhaenyra's side is called are called the Blacks. Um, the Greens right now, the dragons that they have, and this is not including Viserys's dragon, who I don't even know. I think he was always scared to ride the dragons. I'm not sure if that was said in the show or if I knew that from like book sourcing, but um, Viserys' dragon, I think was always kind of null and void anyway. So I'm not including him in this at all, but Aemond okay. uh, uh, obviously has Vagar bonded with him today. Huge power move, huge chest mm-hmm. move. Otto says it himself, you know, he should have, like, he could have, done the fucking eye injury a thousand times and it still wouldn't it still yeah. like match up to how important and how good him getting Vagar is mm-hmm. uh, so that's huge uh Aegon has Sunfire and then Helena we know this is spoiler you if you don't know because we haven't actually seen her match with the dragon yet in the show but we know that she is matched with Dreamfire um dream fire is was i believe i'm not sure whose dragon it was before him but i know it was someone's because when ama it was supposed to have the boy that she ended up losing and then dying in the very beginning of the series ama rhaenyra's mom the the egg that they got for the baby was from oh yeah yes i remember that so that's just reference on Dreamfire. She is older. She was paired or bonded with somebody else before, but Helena ends up getting her. So we have three dragons, one of them being the biggest and strongest and oldest on the green side as of right now. And right. Then on the black side, we have Cyrax, which is Rhaenyra's dragon, who we haven't seen her ride yet. And I want to see older Rhaenyra ride this dragon and, and have that connection with the dragon. I feel like it's kind of, it's been lost upon seeing it so far. So I hope maybe like in the next couple episodes, we do get to see Rhaenyra on dragon back again. Um, Syraxes, which is Damon's dragon, the, yeah. the snaky boy, love that dragon. Uh, Maylis, uh, I believe that's how you say it, which is Renice's dragon. Uh, we also haven't seen her ride, but we know that she is a dragon rider. And then Erex, which is Luke's dragon, and Vermex, which is Jace's dragon. Who is Lanor's dragon? That was Sea Smoke. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Um, but that, I don't know what happens to that. Right. Right. Okay. I was just curious. And perhaps, I don't know. I mean, just also jumping into, you know, there's so much content online about the family tree and about the dragon riders and their dragons. Um, uh, you know, we talk about it almost like as if it's common knowledge, but I'm, I'm trying not to ruin it for anybody that doesn't want to know, but I, I don't know. Um, we have Reyna, who is Damon's daughter, who is paired with the dragon. I don't know. I don't know what that is. And that kind of shows me because basically how I got this list is I was looking up greens versus blacks dragons and mm-hmm. like where like the Targaryens dragons, like who their writers are. Um, and then the same thing on the, the Allison side, uh, Damon's daughters didn't come up in these searches. So that kind of leads me to believe that they're not on either side. They're out of it. You know, maybe Rainy yeah. is like, I don't want you involved in these politics because it's dangerous and I need to protect you, especially now that I believe that both of my kids are dead. I need, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, with that being said, uh, just wanted to go through that really quickly. It, it really feels like Rhaenyra's side is the stronger side because there's more people and there's more kids with dragons. Um, but well, not more kids with dragons, but just more dragons in general. She is the true Targaryen side. Um, but it's really, it's just really going to be interesting seeing it play out because we know that when it comes to politicking and going forward, if they are questioning her claim to the throne because they're saying her sons are illegitimate and et cetera, et cetera, and there's just all this bullshit that happens, they're going to try everything. It's, it's really a lot like current politics, try anything to get this person, uh, to look illegitimate and not be voted in essentially first woman, et cetera. She's climbing an uphill battle or she's fighting an uphill battle, but um, so we know that it's, it's, it, this is what I'm really excited for is that there's eventually going to be politicking with other Lords and ladies of Westeros. Oh and, yeah. You know, we're going to be bringing in the other noble families that we know and love. I fucking hope the Lannisters, baby, uh, the Lannisters, but that's, what's funny is that she mugged off fucking Jason Lannister already. So like, yeah. whose side is he going to be on? Yeah. And then we have like the Starks that are, are also clearly a very noble house currently. So it's like, whose side are they going to be on? They're going to be like, so it's, it's going to be so interesting to see the family dynamics, but we know that a lot of families go with the stronger side. They go with the side that they think is going to win. Yeah. So, Um, so that's just going to be really, really interesting. And I have to say just like for the six years in the future, like this, like the politicking, you know, it's nice that we're going to see a little more of that for sure in the next episode, because all of the kids are going to be older. And what's so funny is like, they'll be teenagers. And although like this is House of Dragon teenagers, so like they're a bit more mature, like they like in a way like they're they're more adult, like because you have to survive, you know, but like they're still teenagers. So like I'm excited to just see like the hormones and like the rash decision making of like under underdeveloped brains. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. And it's going to be a fucking disaster. Uh, I know. Really is what it is. And that's what's going to be fun. I really, really hope Aegon's personality doesn't change at all. I know. I to say the, I, like, because really it's like, even when Amond is talking in this confrontation in like the courtroom 
um, or the foyer, wherever they were, when Allison tries to stab Rhaenyra, um, Amon steps up and says, you know, it's okay, mom. Uh, and none of this. Don't warn me. Yeah. Don't, don't warn me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, got, basically he was saying like the price that I paid is nothing compared to what I got. I got a dragon. Exactly. And then the way that Otto looks at him and it, it felt very much like, first of all, Otto is giving me hard body Taiwan energy, like yeah. straight up Taiwan energy, but Otto, instead of putting Aegon to bed, like it's so Tywin in Game of Thrones, very funny, crazy scene is you know, Joffrey's there freaking out, saying that he's gonna serve uh Rob Stark's head on a platter to Sansa. At, it's right when Rob's it's right after the Red Wedding. And um, yeah, I already said Game of Thrones spoilers, sorry guys. <laughs> um but basically Tywin is like, you're being fucking stupid. The king is tired. He needs to go to bed. And he's like, I'm not tired. And, oh, and, I, and then Tywin basically is just like, no, no, go to fucking sleep like you child. Yes. Um, so the way that Otto finds Aegon just slumped drunk as fuck on like a staircase somewhere and then yells at him. It's just almost like, they're closer it's less dignified of a relationship um yeah. which i kind of appreciate because it was really so fucking awful having to watch everybody tiptoe around joffrey given he was the king and not I know. not the son of the king right I know. um but then we also there is a point where tywin was very um kind of his eyes lit up when joffrey eventually died and then he's talking to tommen and he's asking Tommen these kind of hard, almost political, ambiguous questions. And Tommen answers, uh, I think he says something like, wisdom is the most important thing for a king or something. Like, what do you think the most important characteristic for a king is? And Tommen answers correctly. I can't remember exactly what it was. But Tywin, the way he's like, oh my God, we needed you. You're going to be so much better than Joffrey was, right? And I yeah. think Otto looks at Aemond the yes. same way in the like, same yes it's the second son that should have been first really it always is it always is. is and I think that that is such a big theme with this like we have Laris who's the second son we have Damon who's the second son we have Corliss uh, yeah Corliss yeah the, mm-hmm. or no wait Corliss isn't the second son yes he is that's what he said in the beginning like in one of the first episodes when he's asking Damon to come help out the stepstones he's like we're the second sons we have to take what we want oh that's a very good point then yes so ambitious yes 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 exactly oh my gosh no but it's like the second sons have to fucking earn what they eat essentially and then we have Amond, who is going to come in and be the fucking like the main show he's the main attraction right now he got fucking yeah. car it's it's actually it's incredible um god that just blew me right i didn't realize that corliss was the second son holy shit wow yeah so they're all similar and it's almost like they all have the potential to be very very good or very very bad and where they fall on that spectrum is completely nurture it's nature and nurture working together god yeah so 
Um, that's kind of all I wanted to touch on, I guess. I, I did want to spend some time on Damon and Rhaenyra, but I think that we spent a lot of time talking about them and their future, potential future earlier. I also do just want to say that I think Damon is going to be a great stepdad. Just oh my God. I, I really am excited to see how their house is united with the girls and the boys and you know, and it's actually really cute that like Damon's bringing girls in and Rainier's. Yeah, like, yeah. So I think I don't know if he'll be a good stepdad. Uh, I think maybe because they're boys and he's a boy, like the connection might be a little bit easier. Yeah, natural. But I will say that like I am excited to see Rhaenyra and Damon and like kind. I don't know. Like I want to believe that they're gonna be good together, but like I'm also like maybe not. Maybe not. I think that that in a perfect world, it would have been fine. You know, like, so there's a lot that's painted out that Raymond is just this, this hyper ambitious, um, you know, wants the throne, wanted to marry Rhaenyra just to be that much closer to the throne and et cetera. But like, I honestly, I don't get that from him. And maybe that's just the way that his character is portrayed by Matt Smith and the way that they're writing him. Um, because yeah, there's a lot of people that have read the books that are like, Damon is not a good dude guy. Like, it's just like, he's just inherently not great. Not that he's bad, but he's chaotic and, yes. you know, and Loki. self-interested. Yeah. Trickster. Um, I, for one, love people like that. So, <laughs> yeah, so, there are people like that. Yeah. 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 So like, I, I mean, even in that that sense with that knowledge, I'm still here for it. Um, and the thing is, is like, I really just, I know that the rest of their lives are going to be hard. It wouldn't be a story if it was all easy, but I do think that I wouldn't have picked Rhaenyra to be with anybody else. If the same situation were to, like, if Lena were to actually die of natural causes, Damon would be my first choice. Damon yeah, was of course, of course. I he agree. Could, and, so- and, at her late age, like, gotta be with someone you know and trust at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And then especially, like, she is literally, like, her father is deteriorating in front of her eyes. Um, speaking of Marvel. Her, her, like, brigade. Exactly, exactly. And, like, I don't know if that was the smartest thing because with Lenore by her side, whether or not the boys were his or not, it's still... Corliss and Rainey's leading they're the strongest in the water yeah um and you know so that it's like okay if they had the dragons which she does have because both of her boys also they both have dragons and she has a dragon so that's you know so that's air and fire and they really did need the water element yeah exactly Um, so I think that that was the biggest like Oh shit. Okay. Um, and if they could keep Corliss like loyal to them, then they're fine because Corliss is really the one that's leading the, the, the Navy, so to speak. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's going to be. Yeah. But if they believe that Lena is dead, I'm sure they're going to think that they did it because of the timing of the wedding. Yeah. So there's that. Um, well, I think, is there anything else that we missed or that you want to cover? I mean, I think we pretty much hit it. Oh no, we, we got on the head. Yeah. 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 We got into, we got into a lot. Um, yeah. I think that with 
just like going forward, it's going to be just super fucking interesting. Hell yeah. We can't wait. Tune in uh, next week, Monday or Tuesday. Sometimes we upload it. Sometimes we don't have time, but we're doing our best to like keep a semblance of a schedule um especially coming back from our little hiatus that was a little bit of catching up we're kind of back to the regular uh but uh some other things you know life things happen so we're just trying to do our best uh but we appreciate you listening thanks for being little hoes with us and diving deep into the just this very beautiful cast of people it's been really lovely yeah it's been great um yeah we're super excited uh, to follow us, um, as I mentioned before, I've been tweeting like a fucking maniac about this show. So follow us on Twitter. We're the most active there. Uh, HB underscore hose on Instagram. Also pretty active there. HB dot hose. And then if you want to email us, send us anything, hate mail, spam, love letters, anything at all, send it to us. We love the attention. Um, we're hoes. <laughs> um, uh, a hose at hbhose.com. So that's where you can find us. Uh, we will be uploading this and then also a new episode of rings of power episode six. If you're watching that, uh, absolutely listen to that. So we have a guest on that show every episode. So we'll talk to you there. Love ya. Bye. Bye.